Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. This week, Ginger and I want to bring up a topic that's very familiar on our episodes, and that's bots. I think we talk about them a lot, right? This week, I want to talk a little bit about good bots versus bad bots. In order to do that, we've invited someone that we saw recently at CCW in Vegas, the summer session for 2022. Ginger, you got to attend the session that Jane gave, but I did not. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll dive into it a little deeper. Yeah, sure. So uh, Jane Hendricks, who's Senior Product Marketing Manager at Genesis, delivered this terrific session on how to create bots that your customers will love. And the sneak peek is basically that instead of creating a bot that's just a dead end, to create a bot that is part of the full customer journey to deliver that really robust customer experience. And if you too want bots that your customers will love, well then listen up because we're about to dive into it with Jane Hendricks, the Senior Product Marketing Manager here at Genesis to tell us a little, more, a little bit more about it. Jane, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about what you do with Gen- for Genesis. Sure. So I, um, I'm a product marketing manager and I look after the conversational AI portfolio. So what does that mean? I look after the technologies that deal with language in some fundamental ways. So that would be knowledge, uh, agent assist, because that's like working with language for agents and of course, bots. Well, Jane, so I happened to see your session at CCW in Vegas talking about bots And so that was part of the inspiration for this conversation, along with that Michael's been wanting to talk about bots for quite a while now. So uh, because it's such an important topic and some people are kind of rushing into it and, you know, throwing all these bots up without really fully considering what bots can do and what they can't do. So maybe you can give us your um, opinion and insights on, on that. So yes, there's an awful lot of interest in bots. So one of the statistics, that's just a new statistic I ran across, 89% of companies say that they see that chatbots are going to be useful. They see them as being useful for personalization and automation. That's close to 100%. So when we think about what can bots do and what bots cannot do, already we're facing a situation where the expectations for bots is really, really, really high. And so companies will look to bots to do everything from deflecting uh, interactions, right? So leaving agents to do something more complex while letting bots do something simple. Or they look to bots to completely automate and revolutionize self-service and pretty much everything in between. And of course, when you have expectations that are so, so very high, there's no way that all of those expectations can be met. It's interesting that you say that, Jane, because in our state of customer experience report, we found that bot usage has increased significantly among consumers since we did the first study in 2017. Um, But satisfaction with bot use in that same time frame, which is we conducted the study in late 2021, the second one, um, has declined because, as you said, there's a lot of but um, proliferation, but not always a great customer experience to go along with it because maybe they're not fully considering what 
should be happening when you're launching these bots. So maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the things to consider when you, when you're putting a bot out there. Yeah. So um, some of what we see and we, the statistics confirm it. So the expectations are high. And yet when you ask a customer, uh, how was your bot experience or would you like to use a bot versus talk to a human? You see a negative reaction there. And I think it's because a, a lot of folks have used, I don't want to say bad bots, but bots that were not necessarily put in place for the right reason. They weren't necessarily built the right way. So what do I mean by that? If you think of um, like good bot, bad bots, uh, when you have an interaction, a positive interaction with a bot, the bot fits into your experience seamlessly. It's able to understand what you say, it's able to respond, and it doesn't leave you with that dead end. And a lot of folks will put a bot in place that may have a lot of pizzazz, like it'll have visuals, it'll have pictures, it may be very clever, it'll maybe talk in like a colloquial, colloquial fun fashion, but it doesn't actually help them solve the problem, right? It doesn't actually help them advance in their customer journey. So their experience is negative. And so there's a, a lot of things that we can do better to make that experience um, I would say more holistic, more empathetic, right? Because we talk a lot, about, a lot about empathy and we talk about empathy and how agents talk to customers. Let's think about bots in the same way. How can I make my bot more empathetic? And there's a number of things that we can do there. Um, for example, make sure that it fits within a journey, make sure that it's not just kind of sitting there isolated, make sure that it's personalized, right? Make sure that it is actually talking with the human in their terms. Make sure that there's a, a, a continuity, right? Make sure that the bot transitions somewhere, that it doesn't, if it can't handle the request, it doesn't just turn off and say, too bad, call me back. It actually does something with that. So there's an awful lot of things we can do to streamline that and make that bot experience better. Yes, definitely. And one of the things that you said in your session was, that companies shouldn't just jump into requirements when they want to launch a bot, that there are things that they need to consider first. Can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Right. So what do, I, what do we mean by requirements? So this is what I meant with bots that kind of sit in isolation. Because there's such high interest and such high expectations, people will start with, I need a bot, and this is what I want my bot to do. I want my bot to handle all of my requests. And it's gonna sit here and it's gonna do that. But they don't actually think about the bot in the context of the total experience, right? They don't actually think about, does my customer base, how does my customer base interact with me as a brand? Where would it make the most sense to put in place an automatic conversation? So there's some markers that uh, we tend to look for, and I talked about those in the presentation. So things like same questions being asked repeatedly. And, and of course that implies that you have the analytics and you have the, the depth of analytics to actually see what those questions are and make sure that a bot can address them, right? But that's something to look at. Um, things like multiple entry points, that's something that a bot can help facilitate. Um, sometimes, 
when you look at channel usage and you see the usage of digital channels increasing, you can see that your customers perhaps have a better appetite for digital engagements. They may be able, they may show your those digital bots a bit more, I'd say grace, if you will, or may excuse them a bit. That's an indicator that maybe this your customer base is ready for a bot. Uh, and really looking at what are you trying to accomplish? How does it fit? What within the journey do you actually want to automate? And where do you need that high touch? And I think if you start with that, before you jump into what exactly does my bot do? What operational systems do I need? Uh, what kind of language models do I need to build, et cetera? That will create a much better experience going forward. And if if I can ask, if there, mm-hmm. so we we saw a big dissatisfaction in bots. The, well, there was some dissatisfaction with them. Um, would you say that they're just quickly? Is there is that because the intent uh, was a business decision to get to bots for that purpose of deflection, or was it about customer experience? Just any thoughts on that, or was it? I think it's a combination. I think the bad experience, one, some bots are actually not using natural language. They're built using keywords. And so that experience by definition will not be very positive, right? So they're not built to be conversational. It looks like a chat bot. It feels like a chat bot, but it's not. It's using language, manual language rules. And those are always a little bit, dare I say it, flaky. So that's one thing. Um, Other things is having a bot that tries to do too much that may uh, lead to disrespect to a not such a good experience. And another one is, and I think this one is really, I personally experience this as a customer, a bot that leaves you at a dead end, a bot that runs out of things to say, mm-hmm. and there's nowhere to go. You're just stuck with it. I think if you run into that, you will blame the bot, but it's not necessarily the bot. It's how it's built into the environment that's the problem. And is that a technology issue that we're seeing in a lot of these issues or some of this dissatisfaction as well? Or is it is it more about what their intent was when they went through the process of implementing the bots? Yes. I mean, it's, it's all yeah. of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, and more yes. Um, you know, I, I, I come from the land of uh, data science and analytics, and we talk a lot about the analytic life cycle and how you really have to start off with a business understanding and what is the point? What are you analyzing? What are you doing? What's the purpose? I think that same framework applies here, right? What's the conversation? What's the total experience? Where is it? Where are their natural points of automation? Because a bot is just an automatic conversation, right? Not everything may need to be automated or should be, and some things absolutely should be. So where are those inflection points? So some of the things people will start off with, I want a bot, as opposed to doing the analytics across the journey to figure out what is happening and where will this bot make the most sense. And then of course, let's say you do that and then you have technology that maybe is not using natural language understanding. Maybe it is based on language rules, right? Or maybe it's something that, for example, it's digital only, but your customers want a voice bot, right? So technology may get in the way of that, but starting off with that understanding, that journey mapping and understanding how things fit, without that step, it's pretty much, I don't want to say it's doomed to fail, but the odds of success are 
slim. <laughs> so it sounds like one of the points that you're emphasizing is like many technologies, bots shouldn't be in a silo. When, you, when you're yep. starting that implementation process, you need to consider how they fit in, in the customer journey and in the omni-channel experience and pulling all of that together. Yep, that is exactly it. I think one of the things I said in the, um, I think I said that during the presentation is if your bot is failing, the bot itself may not be the villain. It may be the context in which it operates that is causing it to appear to be the villain. And as we know, when you interact with a brand, whether it's a bot or a phone call or um, a website, you don't necessarily think of it as that channel. You think of it as the total brand, right? And so whatever your last experience was, whether it's good or bad, you're going to look at it. It doesn't matter if it's, you're going to blame the bot if it's the last thing you saw, even if it's not the bot itself. Right. Let me ask this. If you're a brand and you're evaluating technology, roughly how many bots does it take to get to the same? Because I know that there's, there's different versions of bots. There's thousands of bots out there really, but our technologies, micro bots or mini bots. So I think we need to look at it from a different perspective. So okay. we're talking about the journey, right? We're talking about building a journey that includes automatic conversation. So you have to kind of start with that framework. So whatever you, however you're building your journey, wherever you've decided that a bot should fit, right? that should start driving your technology decision. Because it's not necessarily that you pluck a bot and you stick it here, right? Somebody has to build it, it has to connect, et cetera. So you're really not talking about pluck a bot, throw it here. It's the framework. It's how you're able to configure it. And that's where the discussion should be. So don't necessarily think of it, I'm just gonna buy this bot and I'm gonna drop it in here and everything will magically work. So. And as far as how many bot providers are out there, unfortunately, there is a lot. I think last count was 2,500 people who say they can make a bot. So it is a very complicated environment. It is a very complicated marketplace. Um, and there's a lot to pack through. But if you think of it from the journey, the experience perspective, I think it'll help you have the right filters in place as you look at this kind of crazy marketplace. And the, of those 2,500, are they, are they just doing one bot to rule them all? So it's, it's, it's the framework, right? So a single framework can create multiple bots. So it's not necessarily one bot to rule them all, but it's picking the bot framework that's going to work for you, right? It's a bot framework that's going to enable you to create the kind of bots, automatic conversations that fit your business, that can fit your journey, that can fit your use cases. There are some frameworks that will only work for uh, something very specific, like they only do banking. That's the only thing they're trained for. That's the only thing they'll do. If you're a bank and that's the only thing you do, right, um, and you don't do anything else and you don't, you're not looking at customer service, that's like really, that's one decision. Um, if you need something that's going to scale to multiple use cases, even if you're a bank, if you want something that does service, and also does transactions and also does this, you may want to pick a more flexible framework, right? Same with like digital voice. Some frameworks will only do digital, some will only do voice. If you wanna do both, you need a framework that does both. 
And aside from like the type and whatnot, you have to think of um, what allows me to get the data that I have to feed it into this framework. And then how do I push whatever's happening downstream? Because remember, we're not just doing this in isolation, we're doing it like this. So it's really thinking about the features of the framework, the kind of bots you'll be able to do, and also how it connects. That makes sense? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You were also talking about how, in your session, how important it is to do testing and making sure that you're mapping actions to intents. Can you talk a little bit about what, what the testing should look like? And so the idea of testing and training is that you want to make sure that your bot can understand all the many ways people are asking for whatever it is you want this bot to help with. And if somebody says something that is completely outside of that, right, one, you need to know that it's being said and figure out what to do with it. Does that make sense? So that's the importance of training. And that's why it's so, like, I always think it's critical that it's within the context of the total journey because there's, like, within Genesis, we have intent minor. So it's able to actually look at the conversations that have already happened that haven't been automated, right? to create those intent models for the bot. So it's basing it on what people actually say, as opposed to some things where you're just kind of trying to figure out, well, what could they possibly say that would mean loan, right? That's not as accurate and also takes a really long time. And then one of the other things that um, that you had talked about as a, as a bot benefit is um, when you're making sure that you have the right bot and you've chosen that right bot framework, it's accelerating the time to value and providing ease of use, not just for the customers, but for the business users who are putting it out there in the first place. Can you talk a little bit about why that's so important? Sure. I mean, we're talking about that bots are automatic conversations. The business users and the people who own the customer experience, they have a sense of what those conversations that look like should look like, right? So putting the tools to build these conversation into their hands will accelerate the time to market because they have control over that, right? Not saying they do everything because there's certainly a lot of um, areas where developers would want to step in. Linguists, you know, you may be, you may want to include some more technical folks, but really giving the business users the tools to control that experience, I, I think it makes for a better conversation. It's kind of similar to the world of analytics where you want the business and IT to work together. That's kind of the, that synergy. And the other part of it is, aside from the tools to create the conversation, the business users absolutely need to be able to see what is going on in a way that makes sense to them. So, um, after I, I, there was somebody who came up to me after the session and we were talking a lot about analytics and what they can get out of their environment versus versus what they can. Now, the reality is that under the covers, everything is tracked in one way or another. There's logs, there's, you know, things that are happening in the system that's, that's being captured. But if it's not analyzed, if it's not surfaced, if it's not reported, if it's not presented in a way that makes sense to people like us, what's 
the value of that information, right? So being able to get the right analytics that helps you see what is the bot doing? Is it really understanding? Where is it, where is it missing? And having it in a, in a place where you can actually go from there to optimizing, I think it's key, right? So you don't have like, here's a bunch of reports that are really ugly and it takes 10 hours to sort through. Now you have to go to here and ask my IT guy to fix this, but I'm not quite sure, and then retest it. That's a lot more painful than here's a report that spotlights and says, this is where things are going wrong. Here's the button, go fix it. Well, when we say go fix it, we're talking about fixing that all important CX journey. And I think yep. in the battle of good bot versus bad bot, I think having some advice from you definitely pushes us to the good bot side. So Jane, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate everything you've shared with us. Uh, thanks for joining Tech Talks in 20. Another great Tech Talks in 20 episode, Michael. What were your key takeaways? You know, I the one that I really honed in on was the fact that because this is tech talks so we're when we talk about evaluating the techs to get you to the right bot i think it's important to recognize that it's not always just one technology it's good to, if you can find one that's flexible enough to do everything you need great but don't feel like you have to just stay with one and make sure you have a product that can implement more than one bots it doesn't have to just be one if you have different lines of business that need different different um needs you can find a bot that's specific for that i thought that was a that's an important factor when you're evaluating because there's as we mentioned there's thousands of bots how about you what'd you pick up you know it what i picked up actually ties into that really well because jane made the point that you can have a bot that does one thing as long as it doesn't lead to a dead end but if you're going to have a bot that does multiple things then you want to make sure that the bot isn't doing too much because then that won't lead to a very good customer experience either because it won't be able to do any of those things exceptionally well. So you, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, you know, and have that mix of, of like you said, it doesn't have to be one bot to rule them all. There can be one bot or there can be multiple. And then you just make sure you have the tools with the flexibility to handle that. And so, Michael, as we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you were able to take something away from today's topic on bots and how to create ones that your customers love. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on Genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and will provide some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified of previous and new episodes of the podcast. And we'd love it if you would share the podcast with your colleagues and friends. Again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.